Welcome to the 27th episode of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X. On a Thursday evening, early, flying through. What's good? Today, of course, on Born in Trouble, I've got from the A, Mr. Dub K, Mr. Gene Hopkins. What's up? You already know, about to cough up a lung from this good. That's what's up. That's what's good. And a new guest to Born in Trouble. Mr. Mark Childs. Mark, introduce yourself. Let everybody know what you do. Hey, man, what's poppin', man? This is Mark and Mark Childs. I'm a marketing business consultant, so I help small businesses alleviate their problems and uh, make it a lot easier to navigate that digital world of social media. (laughs) 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 Mr. Mark Childs. And Gene starts laughing automatically. Why? What's the problem, Gene? We can't navigate social oh, media? No, I'm so sorry. I should have muted, but I should have muted my mic. But no, I, I that that was that was a great elevator pitch. That's what they call those in this industry, you know. Uh, and uh, I, I mean, that was that was just a great elevator pitch. He, you know, he out there getting it. I've I, I've been exactly where he is, <laughs> you know. So I, you know, it was like he took me in a time machine just now, you know. <laughs> 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 so it, it, it made me giggle a little bit. Well, Mark is one of the guys that Mark is one of the great guys that I met on the Wisdom app. Um, it wasn't too many of them, but Mark and I we've had long conversations. He's got great opinions, and I think he's going to be a great asset to the show today. So y'all sit back and listen and relax because here we go. Yes, we're born in trouble. So, of course, our format is sort of no format, but what we're going to talk about today is we're going to give a big shout out to the President of the United States. That's right. If you're not into Democrats, you're probably looking to hang up right now, but listen, if you are into weed, you're going to give him a shout out today because President Biden announced today a pardon for everyone who has any type of conviction in the United States for a simple possession of marijuana. Oh, it's going full-blown legal. It's about to go full-blown. Yeah, I'm ready for it. We're going to put it in the air, man. You know what I mean? I think that the the other side of that, too, man, is I got to give shout-outs to him, man, regardless of uh, political stance because I don't really I don't really lean left or right. You know what I'm saying? I'm more do your damn job and if you're capable of doing it, that's all I ask for. Because at the end of the day, you're gonna try to take my taxes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I gotta pay. I gotta pay your ass. You know what I'm saying? If you can't do your job, then you know what I'm saying. You're probably gonna overcharge me or something. But anyhow, like I know that he came out hard with the F word. He dropped the F word today too. So while he's out there trying to legalize marijuana, he's also making it known that he don't give a fuck. I love it. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's it's a good thing. We were talking about it on Friday on my other podcast, the Doing Delta Show, when we were talking about how in New York they're giving preference to people who have been arrested for felonies and done time for felonies to get licenses up front. So this is kind of piggybacking on a federal level of what's going on. We get a little bit more of a balanced justice for however long as you're alive. But, you know, if you've done a bid and... If you've done a bid for marijuana and you're still around and you can take advantage of that license, you're probably a tough motherfucker. You well, know? I mean, here's the other side of that, too, though, man. It's like, you know, government in itself has made quadrillions of dollars off of petty incarceration. You know what I mean? Like, you're talking petty incarceration, man. We ain't never done it to nobody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and it, and, and that's, to me, it's like there's more out there that needs to be looked into than just worrying about some marijuana, especially a simple possession charge. That's stupid. Go on to the house, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go on to the house. I mean, now I get it. If you want to treat it as, you know, driving while intoxicated or driving while high or whatever, 
I get putting rules on it. If that's what you feel like you need to do, you know, put rules on it. That's that's fine. Um, but don't don't make it out to be a a crime because that's not what it is. It's you not know? the actual crime is in holding hemp and marijuana back from the public in general. Yeah. That's what the actual oh. crime is. You know. Oh, I agree. But what's what's lawful as opposed to what goes down as being lawful as opposed to what is actually legal and everything that's or what's right and just that's basically where the rubber hits the road in society. There's plenty of things that have been legal. At one time, it was illegal to sit at a lunch counter, you know, wasn't morally right. But it was illegal. So I give him a shout out for that because I think that's a it's a great step forward for that community if we are still around in 10, 15 well, years. I think it's important. I think it's an important step. But I also look at, man, I was, I heard a professor earlier today. His name is Scott Gallo, Galloway. And he's an economic professor. Um, he's making a lot of rounds in the media because of his book. Well, at least on social media because of his book, his new book that he has out. And he was, um, he was talking about how we are criminalizing like this petty, 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 petty nonsense. And yet we don't put emphasis on things that really matter. Like, um, like we don't, we don't think about like a child being on Instagram or a child being on social media or a child doing um, TikTok and stuff like that. We don't think about that. We're just like, oh, okay, do that. But then you're asking them to be something that they're not because they're not even really functionally developed yet. Mm. You know what I mean? It should be aged out on that. Not we. <laughs> well, you know, you, you work in social media. You do a lot of the marketing things. You, you, you know... How is it? How is it like working in that business where you're you're trying to make a living off of these things? And a lot of the stuff is like, you know, not to belittle what you do, but a lot of it is fucking nonsense. You know, a I lot mean, of the things we see on social media is really nonsense. Well, a lot of it's nonsense because you've got the wrong person helping you do what you need to do, and a lot of it's nonsense because people don't know how to tell their own story. So therefore, you can't actually engage or develop with the right people. So you're trying, you know, social media is a very powerful tool and it's been, it's been leveraged by a lot of businesses. And when you look at, I mean, just look at what Apple does when they release a new iPhone, look how in depth and how storytelling it gets, how it contains, Oh, you're hearing now you're going to need to do more about your health and, now you don't have to worry about the steps because it's calculating. It's already telling you a story, solving your problem, and getting you to believe that it is the best technology that needs to be in your pocket or on your wrist. And mm. when you talk about small businesses, they don't even understand how to tell a story. They mm. already believe that because they're a business, somebody needs to buy their product, and they don't understand that their product is only designed for a select niche of people, and they don't even want to build a community out of. Them. Mm. Well, that niche, that whole niche part. Most everything that's coming out today is really made for a niche part market, because the oh. economy is basically the economy is based upon what who has the money to spend on it. They're not advertising the broke motherfuckers. Nobody's going to run a, a marketing campaign for $3 million so that way they can market to someone who doesn't have any money to pay for anything. You know. But here's, but also, John, here's the thing, man. The, it used to, like, even in the 70s, man, like if you go back to the 60s with Adidas, with Nike, with everything else, they told a story about how wearing their shoes was going to make you a better athlete because athletes were wearing their running shoes. And mm. if you wanted to run like John Fontaine, you need to wear Nike. Mm. So all of a sudden, people bought into the story of, oh, this is going to make me a better runner. 
And it's not making you a better runner. What's going to make you a better runner is learning how to properly stretch, learning how to pace yourself, learning how to actually become disciplined with the, the, you know, the practice of running, learning appropriate rest. But yet you bought the story anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not really talking about a $3 million ad, man. If somebody comes out and says, hey, man, this is the best steak. This steak right here is going to work. The reason that this steak's the best is because our cows are 100% organic, naturally fed. They get massages every day, and the reason that this meat's going to work for you, all of a sudden, you're like, hold up. I ain't never had a steak or a cow been massaged before. Damn. I need one of those. And then they tell you it's eight ninety nine versus thirty six ninety nine. You're like, wait a minute. It's eight dollars. I'll try it. I mean, it's about and here's the other thing, people it doesn't matter what it is. Whether we're in a recession, whether we're in a depression, you start talking about how people spend their money. People will throw their money at whatever they want. They still out here buying two hundred dollar tennis shoes. They still out here buying five hundred dollar PlayStation, not even realizing how bad the economy is, is because they don't pay attention, and because America has neglected the the educational system in America has neglected to educate and inform the youth of today. Most people are financially illiterate, man. They don't understand how to make money. They know how to spend money, and that's all you need to know. If somebody knows how to spend money, tell them a story of why they need to spend their money with you. And they're going to spend their money with you if they like your story. And that's kind of all you need to know, too, is how to get to those people to get them to spend their money. We're all in we're all in that situation where we're trying to find out, figure out exactly how to get that dollar and how to get that next thing. I know for me personally, for the past couple of weeks, for example, I've been away from a lot of the conversational things because my mind process has been different. My thought process has been on getting money. You know, Gene, can you relate to that? You know, being into the position where your thought process is really about getting this right, doing this right now. You don't really have time to pay attention to different stuff. Uh, well, I mean, you know, from being uh, that that's a byproduct of uh, of our lives or our childhood and stuff. I don't think that ever goes away. You know, so to answer your question, that's always the case. You know, I I haven't known, I haven't known a time where that wasn't the case, you know, uh, uh, but in some, in in different degrees, depending on the time. But yeah, so, uh, no, I mean, you know, I was thinking, listening, and we started talking about what Biden did, the pardon. Okay. And, you know, what that means and this and that. And I got to thinking of all these details that are probably going to happen. And I was listening to uh, what Mark was saying, and I started thinking, okay, that's another detail or perspective. And then, you know, I came with this thought, and uh, it could be a product of, you know, that good I just peeled back, you know, before <laughs> the uh, before the podcast. But this thought, this thought came to me, and it was like, if hell in a handbasket, is the destination. Mm. What do the details matter? <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I like that, dude. But, but so, so, but, but you know, they, they matter, they matter because, you know, if hell in the handbasket is the destination, which the math adds up to me, in my opinion, because we were talking about the social media issue and what people are consuming and this and that, uh, you know, I'm it's I guess is what they call a, du- a duality in that I love and I, I cheer for it to go free and wild, like extreme, mm-hmm. because uh, the. Uh, things that have happened up to now have always been extreme measures. We've always been in extreme measures in different things, such as the prison industrial system and all the little quirks and locking people up for the, you know, possession and this and that and everything else. So we've always been in extreme in oppressing. So I think it requires an extreme in 
let's just say creativity if you know it or uh in the opposite direction and then somewhere there'll be a balance where uh you know that'll birth baby that'll birth baby jesus one day (laughs) (laughs) let me let me get in here between you and between you guys like with the conversation because i noticed two things one thing that we were talking about like mark brought up the educational system and the first place that you went gene is that our what we came up with and what our upbringing we're not a part of that educational system our education has been done generations ago and what that taught us is that that hustle is real when you wake up in the morning you get that money no matter what if things go good if things go bad if it goes sideways if someone speaks to you nicely or if someone speaks to you harshly it doesn't matter we going right fucking through Right? We going through. Because that's what it is. Look at it this way, John. Huh? But John and Gene, you got, but John, Gene, let's look at it. Let's look at it yeah. from like a microscopic level, man. Even though yeah. we broke it things down, right? So the educational system was designed to fail for what reason? To hold people back. Then you keep looking and keep going backwards or, or keep looking and moving forward. What have we done? We found a way to hold people back. We spoon-fed culture and then canceled what can't be. So we give what we want, then cancel what we can't. Like, we, it's just, I I agree with Gene, it's got to be full extreme. Yeah, and that's like. Let the people ride, man. Yeah, and that's the. We created, we've just created a soft-ass generation, man. Yeah, and that's the oddity of the whole situation is that we know that over history, you've had leaps and bounds, crazy shit happen. You know, World War One. World War II, the Industrial Revolution, uh, people, integration in schools. These were major things that there was no fucking, or there was very little, there was very little control involved in a lot of those things. The control came afterwards. It was like, sort of like the, the truth, the story of the March on Washington, for example. Martin Luther King Jr., that march supposedly started with a bunch of black people that were really just pissed off. Then they were just fed up, and they were going to march in. And what did Washington do? They said, you know what? We got to get this guy in here, and let's start negotiating before we have a riot. And we have a full-blown incident by the time they get to Washington, D.C. But it started with that whole, that feeling, and that action, and that movement. What the internet does, though, and... This is like kind of speaking of what you were doing, Mark, is that it puts everything in a nice, neat bow, and it has everybody figured out already. What it is, is it's actually, one of the goals is to sell you products, but another unspoken the goal only is goal. to keep you fucking, now that's the, the only goal, but the other one is to keep you fucking calm, too. Well, keep you calm amazing. and keep you that's satiated. A, that's a product. That's a product. Here's where you might be a little misplaced with social media. So social media is exactly what it means. It is an ad-run business. So what does that mean? It means that you are going to be programmed, and a lot of people can't unhook themselves, so they are programmed by whatever it is they are listening to, whatever mm. it is, wherever they're getting their information from. They're not analytically or critically thinking about it. They're just doing it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They're programmed. They don't even know if they're doing what they're doing is right anymore. They just do it. So you know what? I'm glad that I got you on the show right now because me and me and Gene sometimes me and Gene sometimes have have conversations about this particular show. For example, like you know, like what is the fucking point? And what is the, and I sometimes have the same wonder myself because look, we started out in a situation, we had ads and as we had ads, we started growing and we were getting a lot more, a lot more push and there was a lot more, um, corporate backing behind it. But I didn't really like that concept to tell you the truth. So I got rid of the ads. I got rid of the ads because of the fact that I felt like the ads were to a certain extent, it's a form of control. But then, without the ads, how are you making money? You've got to do something like you've got to do a Patreon model and everything, which I haven't actually moved to that point yet where I'm doing like well, Patreon. So we, we've got numbers, but we don't have ads. But a lot of people would say, like, I'm just like doing nothing. I'm just wasting my time. 
What do you think? But you're not. But you're not, man. Because if you've got listeners, you're building a community. And follow where your community goes. Your community is the new form of social media. That's why everybody is trying to push meta, like the metaverse, going plugged in, and now you're going to be shopping in your kitchen while you're in your kitchen, but you're in somebody else's kitchen. <laughs> That's some dumb shit. It makes <laughs> like, no sense. Well, it's all about the AI and the, you know, the three-dimensional, the four-dimensional world and that fifth-dimensional trans spending into, I don't know, like, it's basically... I mean, it is, but here's I'm with it. I'm with it at all. This is where kids are going. And not only kids, but this is where businesses are going. I mean, Nike spent $1.7 million on a dot. (laughs) They bought a dot, a dot. Inside Inside the metaverse, they bought a dot. And then in that little dot, they created a, uh, NFT that gave certain um, people that bought that NFT, and I don't know if you're familiar, Gene, or not. You may be, but the non, you know, non-functional token and basically mm-hmm. like crypto. But mm-hmm. uh, Nike ran this. Well, what's uh, what, what's uh, yeah, but with, with something attached to it, some some type of art right. or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. What it was was they had attached these. Things that the first, I guess, 10,000 people that bought it or whatever, it had this special artwork on it that allowed you access to special releases from Jordan, from Nike, from whatever happened, whenever they released them. You would get them before they even hit the street. But you got to buy them in a digital world. (laughs) So it's sort of like it's advanced purchasing. See, but they used to have those. They used to have those types. You know, people from the forties and fifties and sixties that were in marketing right now, and advertising right now, they're just what they would sit at home is they just said that's not a new product. That's not a new idea. The thought process of pre-ordering something, it's not a new concept. The only difference is now they're getting people to actually pre-order things and pay for the right to pre-order them and pay for a status of pre-ordering it in a whole no. world that doesn't really it's exist. Cheaper. That's the way it's my cheaper. old ass looks at it. You have to explain it to me no. a little bit more. No it's, no, it's deeper than that, man. Like, that pre-order is not pre Like, you're not necessarily pre-ordering a shoe. What you're doing is, is you have access. So, like... So, crypto, where the I think it's called Crypto Arena, it's where the Lakers play now. They had an NFT too that they sold that was limited to a thousand people, and they kept it at a thousand people. But it went, it went crazy. It went ape shit when they dropped it, and the reason was because of the utility behind it. So, if you own one of those early crypto when Crypto.com bought Crypto Arena or whatever the Lakers Arena. When they bought that, if you're one of those early holders, guess what? That early access, that gives you access to any Lakers game, period. You never have to buy another ticket. Mm. So it's utility. What you're buying is utility. Now, I guess that makes sense. Would you ever buy something like that, Gene? Uh, probably not until I saw it, uh, you know, uh, practical, you know, and that's what's happening. You know, I'd have to see, I'd have to see it as practical for my life, you know what I'm saying? But I I would, you know, but as far as risk are concerned, I'm not, you know, I'm not risking any bread on that. I just don't know enough about it. Well, I think that here's the thing is it's shown in the last couple of especially now and like the, the way the market is, the stock market. Like if you look at it, Bitcoin went from $60,000 to $19,000. Ethereum went to $6,000 to like $1,900 or $1,300 right now. So when you break it down, it's not as stable as people are making it out to be, but people are still buying these NFTs because the world, the digital world that social media is transforming into is this weird kind of... AI, AI functional experience, almost like, um, 
almost like uh, the Matrix. So if you're not plugged in, you're saying you're not going to be able to get there first. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It just doesn't. It just doesn't make. You can either. I mean, I get it. You could be the French. You could be. You could be the Frenchman or just a regular person. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You could be just a regular player. Yeah, I just don't get it. Because, like, you know, I'll just take something simple that I really love, like titties. Okay. Would you prefer real titties or would you prefer titties in a virtual world? It does. It depends. You see, I'm telling you something. You, your value of them is produced as a function of your brain. And so if you start, if people start getting geeked into uh, virtual worlds, the function of their brain will change to what's valuable and what's not valuable, what's preferred and what's not preferred and stuff. Stuff, that will change, man. It always has. And so to answer your question, yeah, of course, we, we, we want, you know, what we've always had. I don't even see the point. It, but, but, uh, but yo, man, shit, that, that stuff's going to change the mind over time, you know? I mean, That's we're, what it's designed to do. We're talking about two distinct types of um, civilizations living side by side. Because if you take this digital world that Mark is describing right now, where you pretty much have everything under the sun um, in your computer box, on your phone in a lot of cases, and you take that and you put that versus um, Ukraine, right? Where these motherfuckers are getting up and they're coming into your house with real machine guns. So... (laughs) Here you are in your virtual world talking about can I buy a flak jacket or can I can I buy you know something that's going to stop this big burly man from taking my family and doing the worst to them a, ch- a, a chastity belt a chastity belt right okay can we can you get a virtual chastity belt that'll stop these these men from from doing what they're going to do to me like they would do i'm not going to say the act but if you get locked up it's a similar experience because to the victors go the spoils and guess what you the spoils so your wife is the spoils your family is the spoils like how do you balance these things out are these people in this virtual world are you going to be have to buy real life thugs and real life people to protect you i think this is what the whole conversation has been about when these guys that Go in, they rush the uh, White House. Who, by the way, that's a, that's another good story for today. But this is kind of like the argument that they make when they call these people like Prius drivings. I drive a Prius. Don't try that in my crib. Um, you know, like internet playing like people. You know what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like if the two twains meet, who's really going to win? Because, and the one thing you really have to think about right now is that you could say, like, in a real-life world, people are buying things on the Internet, and they are creating this this meta-world and this metaverse and all these other things. But at the same time, they rushed the capital, and Putin came into Ukraine. So to, the thought process that real-life, old-fashioned violence is no longer in the picture... I think that's kind of obtuse. Yeah, who has that thought though? Someone like me who's watching who the, the entire who's watching the entire frame? No, who has the thought that that the good old fashioned violence is is not in the picture anymore? Who has that thought? Well, listen, if you're in a metaverse, if you're in the metaverse in that world, and you're just concerned about buying things. You're not really thinking about violence. You're not really... Like Mark was talking about the educational system, right? What are they training up in the education system, Mark? And it, just one word. Uh, well, the educational system is teaching you how to pass tests. It's not preparing you for life. It's just preparing you for tests. So does. I'm going to use the word does. Okay, just does. Yes, sirs, no, sirs, not thinking. Like, you know, not, but not proactive men or women or whatever gender you wish to associate with. Well, it's not creating analytical thinkers or critical thinkers. It's creating program thinkers for whatever test you took or whatever test you have to take. You get good at taking tests and nothing else. 
So everything is predictable. And anything that's an outlier, anything that's unpredictable, the system is trying to pick it out. So I, I guess we do live in a matrix. Yeah. We do live in a real life matrix and everything. Which, which pill? Which pill are you taking? Red or blue? You know, I'm so much not a part of the matrix. I, I don't even know which pill is which. Which pill? I'm not taking either one. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go like this. I'm going to say, Gene, look, you see that right there? Hear the sound? That's my pill. I'm going to inhale my pill, man. I can dig it, my man. I'm going to keep inhaling it. But it's um, it's a crazy world in which we live while we're still living in it. And yeah, in this... wild. Huh? I said the world is wild, man. World like is- the thing in Chicago, the world is just wild. Like the thing in Chicago that's happening in like 2023, where like it's like the Purge. Uh huh. <laughs> you know the movie The Purge. <laughs> <laughs> Crime is legal for like 24 hours. <laughs> There's like no cash bonds on or cash bonds for everything, from DUI to like murder to robbery to every. That's like the wildest shit I've ever seen. Uh huh. And it. And it goes live January first, twenty twenty three. Welcome to the purge of Chicago. It's crazy. <laughs> it is, man. It's crazy. They're really trying to. They're really trying to fight it out. It's really. It could go either way right now. <laughs> it could go either yeah. way. It could. The proud boys, <laughs> right now. Some of them, you know. And this is what, like, you know, maybe we can get Gene. Let's get Mark's opinion on shaman ass chaps. Uh-huh. Oh my god! I'm about to, I'm about to click out of this motherfucker. This, this, you start with them goddamn ass chaps, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Listen, I, I didn't start today. Ming sent me the Ming sent the uh, post up there and everything, but <laughs> where I always talk about that, I'm, I make fun of the Proud Boys and that you whole situation. No, 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 but they were. Like, you know, the shaman? He might as well be shit. You know he talk shaman? about him shit. I wouldn't be surprised you know, if he's me, sitting down. Let me tell cheeks, you something, B. You want to talk about the chair, Cheeks touching the chair. B, you know you what? Know? You want to talk about a product that you want that you can sell in the metaverse? Shaman Ass Cheeks is that product. <laughs> now that Shaman Ass Cheeks. He went from the chaps to the cheeks. Both. You see where he is? His Both. mind is, is slowly getting Both. more and more perverted. We got the legal market and the illegal market at the same time. The legal and the illegal. So that what look, we're, listen, we're blowing it all right now. We're giving away the money right now. Right now we're giving away the money. You're trying to give away the money. But the, the first shmoney. the first guy, one of these guys like um actually pleaded out on the insurrection and he's gonna they're gonna start flipping some of these other guys right about the time of this election. They got these chat boards and people are more depressed than ever and some people are dying and then Florida you know, Florida you gotta if you can't swim in Florida, you're in certain areas of Florida you're dead and if you can swim, you better be able to swim faster than the gators because they're in your neighborhood right now. It's just like, yo, know, the whole this is like this is nuts. It's crazy. It's like Jumanji down there in Florida, dog. Fuck yeah. <laughs> he said Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell you, you know, I got kids. I, only reason I got a, I got a roof for Florida is because I got kids and grandkids down there. But if it wasn't for them, you know, I, I would... I would be uh, mm. I would be tuning in for uh, all type of adventures <laughs> that's going on in, in Florida. You know, are your kids and grandkids anywhere near the flooding? Did they get hit this year? No, man, they're in man, they're in the Fort Myers Cape Coral area. Oh, man, shit. they 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 live and work in Fort Myers and Cape Coral and Lehigh, and um, that's where the shit hit. I mean, yeah. you know, it didn't level good houses like. Both of them are, were in good houses, but it 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 leveled a lot of shit. It just 
you know, just tore up shit, trees and this and that and uh, infrastructure. And it made, it made, you know, electricity makes shit real inconvenient. I've been through it. That's why I know exactly what they're going through right now because I've been through it more than once. We we went through it on Long Island when we was kids, you know. Uh, But but that was just the power. You, you know, uh, down there, I'm talking about, it t- it, you know, boats, man, that was docked, man, being a motherfucking backyard, you know what yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean? It's like, it's some crazy shit, you know, uh, upside down, you know, stacked up on each other. Not only boats, man, uh, some houses, man, depending on when they were built. And, you know, uh, most of them have gotten swept. Most bad houses have gotten swept away with previous storms. But some houses that are either not to code or shortcut and this and that got fucked up. Man. A lot of people. Don't tra- have, yeah. A lot of people don't have insurance in that area. But what I recall is like one of my first jobs when I was young was I was working for an, a mortgage company that dealt directly with insurance companies and paying out claims and bringing homes that were out of shape into shape so that way they can get their insurance checks and things of that nature um, in construction in like real estate for and this is like probably 92, 93. So. One thing about disaster is that it brings economic opportunity. A lot of cats will come, a lot of people will be headed down to the Florida area pretty soon to work and make some nice salaries, or at least that's the way it used to be back in the day to rebuild those areas and those places. So it's not all bad. But the question is, how is that going to work today? Because it used to be a thing where people would just go out and there's a job to do. Nobody was asking. Like back in the 90s when that stuff happened in Florida, there used to be a rule about you don't talk about politics on your job. Now that's the first thing anybody wants to talk about is politics. Yeah. You know the sad thing about it, though, John, when you talk about, like, disaster stuff, man. Like, they were showing photos of, like, Florida and South Carolina and places where, um, what was it, Irvin, Irwin, whatever that hurricane, I mean, they just name them. I Ian. I don't even know what they name them now. Yeah, Ian, there you go. They just keep naming them out of the damn blue, man. Um, the crazy thing It's alphabetical. Is, you're right. You're right. There is a lot of um, opportunity and work, man. But then these people are going to make a good, a good chunk of money to go down there and help. But it's like... The people that are going down there don't really have any work ethic. So they're just going down there for a check. Uh, and then you got certain people that are going down there that are going to be busting their damn ass, man. You well, know, that's, that's the difference between the generational mindset. What I'm saying yeah. is that these people, are they need workers with the mindset of the 90s worker. But what they're about to get is the 2000 and new motherfuckers. So I'm yeah. curious as to how that's going to actually work out. Because get that 2021, that 2021 kid. Right, man. I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> I noticed a difference. I noticed a difference. And oh man, you know, I was just thinking about this. So I was there for Andrew, right? I was in the Florida National Guard in the early 90s, and Andrew hit in 92 and, and just leveled Miami. That you know, uh, yep. a homestead and everything, right? Damn. So I was there. I got the I got deployed. Deployed the next day as a as a you know as a soldier basically, uh, and yeah, so sure. uh, when I was down there. But here's the thing: every fucking media stream was promoting concerts, Gloria Estevan, free support concerts. Uh, uh, every time an NFL team hit the end zone, they were saluting and you know doing this and that. Uh, for the Hurricane Andrew victims and stuff. So, I mean, there was like a nationwide, yes. you know, uh, uh, effort to like, you know, shine light on it, get that bread, this, that, water from everywhere. Yo, man, we are in the world of 15 minutes and it's over. No matter how fucking severe it is, no matter what, you know. Right. And that's exactly. School shootings. Yep. Uh, hurricanes, whatever, 15 minutes and uh, we're going to circle back around as a news story you know down the line but it's on to the next thing and that's the biggest difference and so they are 
suffering down there. Yeah, and they don't even realize that that is the biggest difference. I saw this thing. I was going through Twitter, and they had a big blow-up about Kamala Harris in a picture, and there were all these different people. And I didn't see anything wrong with the picture. I didn't even notice anything until I read the comments. And they're like, oh, look at all these these faces of America, because apparently it was like there were brown faces, there were white faces, there were black faces, there was every face in there. But this is what they fucking were focused on. And I put a comment up there. I was like, all I see is fucking Americans. Like, you're the fucking problem. You know, so when you have these national disasters now, back in the 90s when you went down there, was anybody asking you when you went out, when you were deployed, who you voted for in the last election? What your thought process was? Were you not doing your job because you were handing that shit to someone who was a different affiliation? You don't even have to fucking answer that question. But today, those same workers that go down into Florida to do that job are going to do everyone in that area a disservice because they're not looking at it as they have a job to fucking do. And that's my fucking issue. Fuck all them. Fuck these yeah. kids in their thought sounds, processes. Sound, it sounds violent, man. It sounds I'm violent, sorry, man. But, uh, I, I just felt that, and I had to get the thought through because I've been smoking, nah, and if I don't but, say it quickly, I'm going to forget it. The kids are only an extension of us. But here's the other thing, too, man. Like, as bad as, like, I'd like to, like, say it's the kids and everything else, too, like, as a leader in my own community, man, it's like uh, I, I got to bear some of that responsibility. And not responsibility that these kids are, you know, not reachable. But, like, I need to inspire my own peers, my own, you know, my own brothers and arms and friends and community leaders to step up and provide better like education, better trades, and better things for for this generation to have a foot to stand on. All right, let me just stop you there for a second, Mark, because I know you got a great point, but I just wanna I just wanna say something to what you just said. You're a hundred percent right that we have some responsibility. And we bear some responsibility for how we raised them, how they were brought up, the things that they were taught, and how we need to actually get in there and actually correct these things. But what I wanted to point out is that you realize that everything that you're saying is counter to the messages that they're being fed on a daily basis. So even though you're putting it in a in a very like, you know, in a very like, you know, smoothly packaged way, what you're actually saying is anti. And I'm not even sure that even you're aware of the fact that it's anti. Because it's anti the messaging. Because you can say that, but as soon as you start teaching them the right way, somebody's going to say, oh, that's not fair. You can't do that that way. And then the system will back that person and yeah, keep that weakness. Thing, but here's the thing. It's not really about the, uh, the message. It's about updating the system. You know, because we... I mean, like, we have legitimately, legitimately in America, man, we have made the price of education and the price of a good education, man, like teachers. They're, they they aren't paid. They aren't, you know, they, they're not respected. They're not, you know, they don't, by their own educational system. But yet then when you look at places like Stanford, Yale, Harvard, Penn State, you look at these, like Notre Dame, these prestigious like up uppity uppity schools. Those are like Louis Vuitton brands, man. It's not even it's not even a question on whether or not a poverty kid, white or black, whether they're in Florida, Georgia, Texas, Tennessee, wherever, anywhere in the United States, man, poverty, out of the cut, white or black, man, no lie, they have. They have already been spoon-fed through their generational pass downs that that's never achievable because papa or brother or mama or auntie didn't achieve it either. It's like we aren't meant to go to college. and But that's not, I mean, even with that, like some people need to understand that it's not about college, but it's about trade. 
Learn to be a plumber. Learn to be an electrician. Learn to be learn to, to be a producer of podcasting or learn audio engineering because at the end of the day, when you begin to build yourself and apply the necessary skills and the tools and the things that are going to make your life, man, it ain't about who's holding who back anymore. It's about I didn't have to worry about my dad teaching me because they gave me the nudge or the push. It's about providing the nudge. I'm not here to teach this kid whether or not he needs to go and be this or that because they're professional athletes that are financially literate, man. These jokers went to college to play pro ball, got the gig playing pro ball, and then guess what happened? They got through playing pro ball, and they broke. They ain't got nothing to show for it. They broke. Well, because, you know, all because the system was set up to not knowing how to read contracts. Not learning how to actually invest. Not understanding what money is what. Well, one one good trend that I that one good trend that you could say about professional athletes is that um, we're actually trending away from that. They were they did a survey with NBA players and they found that like um, over the past ten years, the numbers of NBA players that have gone broke that go broke now is like it's like actually going in the positive direction because a lot of them are getting at least like you know some type of financial literacy from the very beginning. And the NBA tries to keep that to the, you know, to that point. But that's kind of off topic. You know, that's right. That's actually kind of off topic because, like, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is the systems that were, that were being taught. Like, even going back to what you were saying about education, Stanford, Notre Dame, Kentucky, um, Georgetown, the Ivy League schools, you know, those educations are devalued at this point in time. They, the way I look at it is that every 20 years, the value of that education goes down on an individual basis. And I'm going to tell you why. Nepotism. A lot of those places and the placements that come for those high-end universities are going to legacies and legacy candidates. And a lot of the people that are going through those schools now, it's so easy to get through those schools. I wish I went to college right now. I could pay my way through, too, because a lot of them are buying their term papers. If it's not going to, if they're not going to get it done themselves you don't you don't see as many college dropouts anymore because if you're a parent and you're paying a hundred thousand dollars a year for your kid to go to for your kid to go to Harvard and everything what's another twenty five thousand in test papers the whole point is like is to get the degree at this point so it's devalued because all of these things that they teach you these techniques and these methods what makes schools like Harvard and Howard and Notre Dame and Stanford and Johns Hopkins, where they have all of these great, have had all these great economic and educational breakthroughs in Johns Hopkins, for example, in medicine. That's the school you want to go to if you want to be a doctor and you want to do research. Okay. Research is not linear thinking. It's thinking outside of the box. It's taking linear terms. You have to be able to understand birth. That's actual excellence. So what our system gives us is that our system gives us cookie cutter. They give us prescribed. You can pretty much, you have a child, you're in a certain economic bank network. That child goes up, it grows up into that thing, and it knows that it's not going to be anything special because it's already got its spot set up for them and everything is already, their whole life is all laid out for them. That's why you have all these suicide rates right now, because these kids aren't being allowed to breathe. That's a system, a systemic thing. I think it's, when I think about it, I think about it in terms of me being a young man. I feel bad for people, for the kids coming up today. Because we were allowed to fuck up in many different ways. And I don't just mean like on a Friday night punching somebody and running. I'm talking about going through three months working at this job and being like, you know what, this shit isn't for me. And then going out and being able to change and be completely and totally different. And do something and try something different. Now, what this system does is it forces them to choose early 
And we all know that as young men, we were not maturing. All, most of us are not always mature and developed. And some of us, if you're in the military, the good thing about being in the military is that you don't really have to do that. You just choose an assignment or one will be chosen for you. So you don't have to think as much. It teaches you another type of linear thinking. Gene, you're like you're like a different person because you came out and you had all that teaching and you broke outside of the box. So that makes you unique. These kids don't have that type of opportunity. That type of thing now almost comes with the death sentence. Because just to change over alone, people won't allow you to think to do that. Systems won't allow you to do that. Personal pressure, social pressure won't allow you to do that. So it's a completely indifferent thought process. I don't know. Did I go off on a tangent there for a minute? I don't know. Look, I, you know what I've been doing, so... <laughs> you asking the wrong you asking the wrong goddamn person. <laughs> Guess what, man? The show's almost over. Mark Childs. Mark, you still there? We might Oh we man, I lost Mark. I must have lost him like recently. I guess it was. Huh? Because it was a time. He may have had a hard stop because he sounds like a salesman that's still running appointments. <laughs> Mark is a good dude. He's got good he's got good points. Yeah. He's very polished. One thing I like about Mark is that Mark he stays on message, but I've had some really deep conversations with him on the wisdom app on things ranging from economics to social media to race and everything. And I'm gonna invite him back on the show another time. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. And Gene, I think we pretty much covered everything. I'm gonna give you the break on. I'm gonna give you the break on shaman on the shaman stuff. Okay, so we won't get into that. Man, whatever. That was just kind. Look, like these streamers are saying, that was just content, dog. That was just content. Just content. Just content. (laughs) Yeah, we make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, social media is some shit. I was watching this show, just real quick. I was watching the SVU episode that came on yesterday, and this girl was like, she was supposed to be like an influencer, and it was all about getting followers and all that stuff. And I I turned to the lady, and I was like, yeah, must have been really tough knowing that in your fake world, a million people were following you, and you could walk out in the street, and nobody even know who the fuck you are. Because I wouldn't right. know who the fuck she is, but that thought process is still just bothering you. It's these cages you construct that kill yourself. Yeah. Well, that's the wave of the future. Yeah. Gene. For sure. Gene, I'm going to let Yo, you go, man. For n- huh? Yeah, I'm telling you, man, I am faded. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yes. It's a you know why? Because I, I went and got look. I went. I went and got some. Uh, I got a little Don Julio in there, so I Uh-oh. went and got me a little. You know, Uh-oh, a little kick of it, yeah. and the two. Yeah, or as you said earlier, the Twain have met, <laughs> and the two it produces what it produces, the baby. It produces what it produces. <laughs> <laughs> Born in Trouble, 27th episode. Yo, from the A, Mr. Dub K, Mr. Gene Hopkins. You know it. I love black people. I love my people. And we'll be back next week. Mr. Brooks, uh, he's wrapping up the season tonight for the Phillies, and they're going to the playoffs. So uh, hopefully by next time. I don't know. I don't know whether he wants them to win or lose or whatever at this point. I think it's just like at this point in time in the season, he's just tired and he's ready to just go home and be home for a little bit. Hey, they, hey, are they playing Atlanta? The nah, first round? First? No. They're in, oh, okay. um, they're in St. Louis. I spoke to him yesterday morning. He's in St. Louis. He was just pulling up. But they could meet, um, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they could meet. Yeah. And then, yeah, you'll be good. You're in the door. You're in the door. So they might be back. Yeah, yeah. that's what's up. Yeah, I only I told them if they were if they played the Mets, I was gonna go. Um, 
Baseball doesn't do it for me like I used to. When I was a kid and I used to play, but it doesn't do it for me. I can't really sit through it like, you know. It's like even when I go hang out with Rob, I try to show up like the fourth inning. And we get yeah. out of there afterwards. No, well. Huh? Yeah, no, I can, I you know, that that shit, man. That whole thing was like I already told you, man. I was able I mean what person in my profession takes their clients to a goddamn baseball game? Yo, it's a, yo, yo, it's cool. It's a big up. I it's can't. a big up. It's, yo. So you know exactly. Yeah. So I thought it was everything. I thought it was everything in that respect. You know. Yeah, it's a good but, but you know, when I looked down at my feet, when I looked down at my feet and saw Mickey and they're running around, I didn't like that too much, man. Oh well, I don't know what it's like in the stadium. I'm I, telling you, I looked down at my feet and I saw Mickey and they're running around. Wow! Because it's because it, it's an open air stadium and it's not even that old. At their stadium is relatively new, so they gotta get some. They gotta yeah, clean. So. got to get some better cleaning crew in there. No, it's, that's a, I did some googling. That's a nationwide problem. I mean, that's a, any open stadium in the nation has a severe problem like that, but they don't talk about it. Oh, that's, wow. that's what I learned in research. Oh, wow. But uh, it's going to be a prime time. But if it's a daytime game, it might be different. Yeah. It might not be so bold and come out in the daytime, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you just start prancing around at night. But they were just like, hey, pass me some. Can I get some popcorn? Think you're gonna pass that popcorn? Yeah, you, <laughs> you know, and once you see a flash in one of them, you can't take your attention off of it. Yeah. I, well, I can't, you know, because now I'm thinking, you know, I ain't had no socks on, you know. Oh, All I feel yeah. is breeze on my ankles. <laughs> breeze, give me a breeze. Yeah, man. No, but I, I hate to have felt a nip. I'm talking about we would have went tumbling up in that <laughs> bit, but but you had a good time at the game, though. You had a good time at Oh, the yeah, game? for yeah. sure, man. For sure. You, know, the, you don't understand. They built like Disneyland when they built that stadium, man. I mean, all the restaurants and shit around it and everything else, that's the, it's insane. That's the first time I had been there. Yeah, it's nice with, with the new stadiums. I used to go out when Rob was um, with the old stadium and where they used to have the uh, tickets, where they used to have those tickets was right behind home plate. And I was sitting like a couple of seats up from Madoff. Yeah, yeah. Madoff was because Madoff had there's a, like there's a name to throw around. <laughs> that's a name to throw around. So that's a little. So now, but with the new stadium, it's nice to go. But it's just like I prefer just to go to the playoffs right now. And I'm more of a basketball guy right now. I might actually head down and check out the uh, Net Sixers game when they go down when they go over to Philly. Do something yeah, well, like it's that. a show. Yeah, it's a show, and it's a good show. It really yeah. is a great show. I, you know. Uh, uh, you know, like my man who has been to 11 shows, he was like, yo, real talk, this is Saturday night, this section right here, these are, these gotta be like, these would be 175 a piece. Mm-hmm. And I was like, word? And he was like, yeah. And like, he knew what he was talking about. So, uh, the reason I bring that up is because only, I guess, in the playoffs or different times, is that a, in my opinion, a 175 show? You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's a show. You know, <laughs> I'm telling you, yo, you know, I get, I, I pay seventy dollars for UFC, and I feel, you know, that's right. like, right, that's like, that's my pleasure when it comes to the here and now and the ability to to, to have those types of events. You know, yeah. on a weekly basis, every other week. I'm gonna pay for that, and that's that's a great spend of my money for entertainment. My, but 175, and, and in the playoffs, it might be four or five hundred. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, nah, it's it's good. <laughs> like I used to bring the kids out when they were little, and it was always a three three fifty day. And because you got, they oh. got to get popcorn. They got to get food. Sometimes all that nachos. I know. You know all that stuff. Yep. It's all good. But the good thing was, I, I actually went. Rob actually got me tickets to the first World Series 
at Yankee Stadium. Ooh. You know, so, you know, me and my son, we went to that Damn, first World you, Series yeah. at Yankee Stadium. What we year was, was first that? first game. I don't even what year know. Was that? I don't even remember. I got the tickets. What do you mean you don't remember? I don't remember. It was the year that the Phillies played. You don't remember the year? I don't remember the year. It's been so many years. What else was What else was going on in that year that will draw that to your memory, John? Give me a break with I was that. Just, you don't I, the I don't remember the year. I was just surviving as <laughs> usual. It was me and my son. When was it around? Um, around what year? He was like in eighth grade, I think. So that's like, you know, 10 years ago. Maybe one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I don't know. Maybe so 2012. So you made 2012 12. around there. I'm around there. Yep. Uh, okay. Yep. So, That's yeah, it, was, it might, I don't know, it might have been sooner. Whatever the year it was, the first year that the Yankees played the Phillies in the World Series, that was the year. I don't know. I don't yeah. know baseball that well to, to, to know, to even have a guess at that. It was pretty cool. That was when my son was a little smartass, and he was like, Dad, we hate the Phillies, and we hate the Yankees, so who do we root for? I said, well, you just enjoy the game. Because <laughs> we met fans. Like, you just enjoy the game, and that's it. So that was it. We were just going to go to the first World Series game at the New Yankee Stadium. And we can say that we were there. So that's why I love my brothers and everything. Grant Lancaster, Rob Brooks, y'all ain't here today. Because we always have each other's back. You know what I'm saying? We're here for each other. Don't let them tell you anything else. Born in Trouble, 27th episode. Peace.